and welcome to uh, the February edition of, what is it, season two of Dick's Fix. Two I months am, in a row. Two months in a row. Look at the hot streak. Uh, I'm yeah. Carter. With me is Mr. Nick, who you have already heard. Hello, Mr. Nick. Hello. Uh, this month, for February, we are looking back to a movie that is 24 years old. Uh, the Faculty from 1998. Wow. Kinda. wow. <laughs> Going back to school again, two months in a row. Two months in a row, the high school thing. I mean, there's, you definitely see some similarities between all sort of high school movies in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, which I'm sure we'll touch on throughout the course That's my of, sweet our, spot. of our conversation. So this is The Faculty, uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez. It is his fourth feature after El Mariachi, Desperado, and From Dusk Till Dawn, written by Kevin Williamson, who owned the late 90s. Absolutely yeah, owned guy. it. <laughs> the late 90s should be called the Kevin Williamson era. Uh, I tried to tell Andrea what the faculty was, and she got it confused with uh, teaching Mrs. Tingle. Which is and also Kevin Williamson. <laughs> yeah, also his, his, we, we put on, we flipped a coin uh, and we put on teaching Mrs. Tingle, and I was surprised to see his name come across for that one as well. And that one he actually directed. I saw the research that he was thinking of directing this one, the past for the opportunity wow. to direct teaching Mrs. Single. Yeah, um, let, let Robert Rodriguez uh, direct everything. Uh, well, he also wrote Scream, Scream 2, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and was the creator of Dawson's Creek. So he essentially yeah. shaped uh, <laughs> the millennial concept of high school <laughs> pretty Big much. Uh, Robert Rodriguez went on to do Spy Kids, one of the craziest movies ever. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Sin City, and uh, the Mariachi. Or not the Mariachi. What's the one? He did Sin City? Yeah. Sin City was a jam. We should do that. It shares some cast members from the faculty. It does. Yeah. Elijah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Josh Hartnett. Um, So yeah, starring Jordana Brewster, Clea Duvall, Josh Hartnett, Elijah Wood, Usher, and then a whole host of sort of recognizable. Usher Baby. Faces pay the uh, play the faculty members, including uh, Famke Anderson, Salma Hayek, Robert Patrick, uh, Piper Laurie. A lot of recognizable faces in this movie. Was uh, who was the the old bald boozing history teacher? He was. Um, that's he the guy was from, who's from. Uh, he's Malcolm from in the Middle. And Malcolm in the Middle, yeah. He was like the military What's commander. What's his name? Malcolm Daniel von Bargen, I think. Uh, so that leads me to my second question. Was the old teacher um, also from Malcolm in the Middle? What's her name? Like Cleo something. She died recently. Oh, I don't know. Who, who's, the, who's the old lady? Who's in this movie? Yeah, in this one who Cloris plays Leachman? Was it, was oh, it no, no, no. Leachman? No, she's not in it. Oh, oh, I thought there was like a... They, <laughs> Just a Malcolm took, crossover? Yeah, I thought so. There's a decent amount of TV crossover. He's also got uh, mm. the guy who plays... Uh, What's his name? Danny Masterson from that 70s show. Yeah. Which also yeah, premiered in 1998. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a cultural, cultural high mark, a high water mark. <laughs> uh, came out Christmas Day, 1998, a mere six days after Bill Clinton was impeached by the House of Representatives. <laughs> nice Man. little fun fact. I um, know you're going to ask me when I saw this, and I wish I could say that, you know, we finished it opening up presents. And then we went to go see this see in theaters. The faculty. <laughs> I think it's R-rated, so I wouldn't expect that. No. Uh, Rod Fred scored 55. Box office 63 million against a budget of 15 million. 
uh and all the like quotes of the people who were in this like jordana brewster was like oh i thought it was gonna be like huge it's like 60 million is nothing to sneeze at yeah four times return yeah it's not like this is a failure but everyone talks about it like it's like a cult movie that didn't make any money which i think is a bit of a of a it's kind of culty just because of all the people you recognize now i think right yeah well definitely and also you know it's late 90s people don't really make movies with this sort of tone anymore um, no what what tone the kevin williamson tone the kevin, is yeah, how the you kevin describe williamson, it. yeah the kevin williamson voice which, which became tone. snarkier it, it was it was too uh it was kind of snarky but i think we're a little bit more jaded when we do these definitely sort of night, high school movies yeah definitely when you yeah, do high yeah, school yeah. movies now there's like no innocence like mm-hmm. everyone everyone lives in a fallen world <laughs> if, mm. if, if we want to get sort of 17th century about it um it's streaming on HBO Max and Hulu. It's also streaming on Amazon Prime if you do the the free trial for I think it's Cinemax or something like that. Oh, we did the HBO. HBO you watched it on HBO Sport. Max. Oh yeah, I, I pay per viewed it for the low price of a dollar ninety nine. What uh, a well, steal! Well worth it, I think, because I ended up watching the first hour again, so I got some some use out of it. Is that why you were, you were pushing the time on me? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. You got, you know, got to bone up on it because some parts of it, it was hard to sort of stay, uh, sort of critical because it really draws you into the narrative. I had to had to get back to the sort of <laughs> mile you, up view to it. <laughs> yeah, you have to come with the the full critiques. So yeah, really the cinematic know how. So, so you have no memory of when you saw this the first time. For as long as you can remember, the faculty has existed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think that, uh, like, in middle school, high school, Josh Hartnett really, like, had a time. And maybe, uh, you know, in between seeing, like, Lucky Number Slevin. I never saw Pearl Harbor. I stayed well, yeah, he was that. in Pearl Harbor and Black Hawk Down, like, the same year. Black Hawk Down, but, like, it, it, we were like, oh, we should watch this one, too. And we did. And it was awesome. Well, this I, think, is- I think I still remember the, the gym scene. Like with the the bleachers, and that scared the hell out of me in high school. I never would sneak back there. No, uh-uh. <laughs> you had like sense memory of, of an yeah. alien getting squashed behind it. Yeah, I was it, like, I could be that alien. This movie did a really good job of like making all the high school stuff sort of look like every high school. Like the uh, the track and the bleachers looked exactly like the the high school I went to. Mm-hmm. Elijah, mm-hmm. what 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 is up with their free lunch? You know. Elijah gets to go eat on the bleachers I, yeah, of the football that, field. <laughs> never would have been allowed. You're not allowed to like leave fly. the building. No so way. when's the last time you watched this before this this latest one? Uh, this time. I have no idea. I don't think it, it was. College, it wasn't maybe? in the rotation. No, it wasn't not in the rotation. rotation in college. No, we were just <laughs> only har- only stepbrothers, Harold and Kumar, escaped from Guantanamo Bay. And um, and Apocalypto. Those were the only three movies that we watched in college. Wow, just repeatedly. Yeah. See, this I I, I felt like I had seen this, but when I was watching it, I actually don't think I ever had. But it's a movie I was definitely always aware of, much like She's the Man, um, oh. to the point where I felt like I had seen it. And I'm sure so I you... I know I'd seen part of it on TV, like the part where the coach is standing in the sprinklers. I remember that. Yeah. Image. Well, that's like in the trailers and stuff too. Yeah. That's. Uh, did you? So did you have uh, a, a keen eye on who was the who was 
the bad the the body snatched one i i really i couldn't tell i mean i even uh uh-huh. on the rewatch you get a little sort of more clues because it, yeah. it seems like the coach maybe got it from like kicking the sprinkler head or something like that and i yeah. was remembering it as i was watching it but then you know there's like the person who comes up behind him but we, we should mm-hmm. go we should go right into the plot here because this is sort of the all right um it gets uh, it goes hard in the first 10 minutes Oh, well, a, a giant smile broke across my face as, as soon as the first sort of audible elements of the, the movie came into being as the unmistakable opening chords of the offsprings hit. The kids aren't all right. Uh, <laughs> sets up the tone of the movie. Yeah, it, it just has it has the perfect sort of sound of the era. It could not have come out at any other time. So it, it does a very good job of sort of setting it. Um, I'm sure at the time they weren't thinking like, let's get the most late '90s song imaginable to really. I mean, <laughs> two high school movies and also two movies with great soundtracks in a row. Exactly like there. Yeah. Well, uh, the soundtrack much lauded and uh, garlanded with awards, as we'll get to uh, in some internet research. Really. <laughs> um, at a high school in Ohio, a coach gets unreasonably angry after a practice and kicks a sprinkler head before an unseen visitor approaches. And he flips over some uh, <laughs> benches, too, with all the Gatorades on him. He shouldn't be around children. That guy has anger problems. No, and it didn't look like he had anyone to help him with that. It looked like he was just going to have to sort of pitifully get everything back together. Yeah, it looked like he might be the only... It's a small school in Ohio, you know? He's, he's probably the... There's no assistant coach. All the dads are still at work, the, all the volunteers. He doesn't have any positional coaches. There's no one coaching linebackers at Harrington. Um, he only cares about the quarterback anyway. <laughs> He's like Jim Harbaugh. Um, mm-hmm. Then one evening, sort of something this has a hard time with, I think, is the time frame. It seems like all of this happens yeah. very quickly, but it's hard to tell. It's like exactly. three days, maybe four days. Well, maybe like one week, you know, Monday through footballs on Friday. So, right? so this next scene, it's in the evening. It could be right after that practice. It could be the next day. Who knows? But one evening at the high school, the teachers and the principal, Miss or Mrs. Drake, uh, leave after discussing the school's budget. The teachers are all very, very cross with the principal because the football team gets all the money and they won't pay be able teachers to... <laughs> money. Give the teachers more money. It's, but as... And they're staying like till they it looks very late their dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> gosh. But in, in a further scene breakdown later, we will we will find where all this money is actually going to. Um, mm-hmm. But when Principal Drake returns to retrieve her keys, she is attacked by the school's football co- coach, Joe Willis, who we saw earlier. Um, mm-hmm. It's very sort of horror scene, dark school going from. She takes it as like a, a like like a sexual sort of a drunken thing. come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to touch your pencil. Here's this pencil. Uh, and then he stabs her through the hand. Yeah. Riley Whoa. says, I always wanted to do that. Which, oh. which we get repeated again in this opening scene, but then no one else says it. I thought that was become sort of like the tagline of the infected. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good because they become uh, their true selves. Yeah. Uh, then the drama teacher, Mrs. Olson, comes to help. Uh, Drake barely escapes Willis until <gasps> false flag. Mrs. Olson is in on it and emotionlessly stabs Principal Drake repeatedly with scissors. Uh, yeah. The title, the faculty, appears on screen. Yeah. Did you did you refer to a gathering of teachers in your high school as the faculty? 
I don't maybe because of this movie it would have been referred to. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> but no, not really. Uh, I enjoyed seeing the faculty sort of like uh common room. It was very uh uh tight oh. tight group, but also it seems like they all hated each other. But oh yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh the following morning, it seems. At least there's there's no indication that it is the next day. Uh, the students arrive and we are introduced to the core group as in a stylistic flourish. Mr. Rodriguez has the, the name appear on the screen. And uh, I, like, I, 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 I wrote it. I wrote this down. Uh, uh, Casey. Casey Connor. Was Elijah Wood. Yes. The dedicated um, but perpetually harassed photographer for the school newspaper. Who gets his gonads repeatedly smashed into a flagpole by school bullies? That was him. That's so fucked up. <laughs> that, the, the way he sort of just shrugs it all, I think is yeah. a bit unrealistic. I think he would have yeah. had like hospitalized type damage because yeah, like the torsion. Or, that's a, I, that's maybe a thing, even right? like I think maybe even they could have like burst. Oh, because they are did, slamming him into the flagpole. Did you ever have that? Hear that story about the kid that you know they were playing? Uh, what is it leapfrog and then the person in front of them lifted their head up and then that that burst i that was a thing that went around our element that's an urban legend scary. yeah very scary <laughs> but then the next one was uh stokey or stoker stokely stokely the i put emo busy phillips yeah that's, that's pretty but apt she, but, but but she's someone else yes it's it's clea duvall who uh, oh. was award nominated for her role twice nominated actually in the faculty yeah <laughs> wow uh the next the next student we're introduced to is delilah prophet the paper's editor the school newspaper's editor-in-chief and head cheerleader uh, apparently mm. uses lipstick that takes 72 minutes to apply um this must She's have been played. a particular sort of 90s thing that the school paper is really sort of lauded to be this, like something important. That was never yeah. really the case at any school I went to. Uh-uh. She was played <laughs> by uh, Dom Toretto's sister. Mm-hmm. Jordana Brewster. Yeah. Toretto. Uh, Mrs. Brian <laughs> from Fast yeah, and Furious. Yep. And then next was Stan. The Stan quarterback. The football QB who's contemplating quitting the team to pursue academics. He wants to be more than a jock. He was he was the subject of the coach's ire in the opening scene. Mm-hmm. He made him flip mm-hmm. the thing because apparently he's not hitting his marks. But uh, he, he says that a teacher gave him an A because he has such a strong arm. He deserves. Oh, it. I wrote that down. I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a reading <laughs> of that one later. That one's that one's great. Uh, Delilah doesn't like he's he's leaving the team because as she says. Uh, the head cheerleader is supposed to date the quarterback and not just some loser. Um, so she she obviously is sort of representative of the the hierarchy in the the average American high school. And then there's uh, also Mary Beth, the uh, new, Mary new Beth, student who's dressed uh, like a substitute teacher. Yes, naive transfer student from Atlanta whose family is apparently all tragically killed. Maybe that should be setting off alarm bells. She has no family; just moved here. Um, when you when you look back at it, it seems kind of obvious. But you skipped out on Zeke, who gets the best introduction, driving his GTO like a like a mm-hmm. maniac into the school parking lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeke, played by <laughs> Josh, Josh Arnett, he has is, like uh, Dumb and Dumber hair in this movie. His it's hair is pretty, terrible. That was something I, I made a note. 
it's like a, a like a half bowl cut with like a it's like sticking a, up in the back in the front yeah it seems scary. like it's intentionally a bad haircut i can't mm-hmm. i can't see him like coming out of the bar and being like wow i look great um maybe he cuts his own hair because his parents are he doesn't trust yeah anybody. dead his parents yeah. are dead yeah he doesn't he cuts his own hair yeah so he's an intelligent yet rebellious student uh, he's repeating his senior year, we're told. Um, Entrepreneurial, too. Yes. Sells illegal items like pornography and, and illicit drugs out of the back of his car on school property. Yeah. Um, he does sell. He, what does he sell? Like actual movie VHSs. And he says, like, he's like Mr. Skin. He's like, go, you know. You're yeah. One it. of them is like, is this Nev Campbell? And the other one's yeah, like, yeah. Jennifer oh, Love what? Hewitt. <laughs> what's that wild wild things I which would have come out uh, around the same time i think i don't know what jennifer love hewitt do you think they kevin williamson to. wrote wild things and he is there's a <laughs> universe no but he, he he did write i know what you did last summer which uh, is jennifer love hewitt I, I was thinking when that happened i was like you know what was the movie that my friends and i like watched on repeat to see boobies and uh and then selma hyatt popped up and then I realized it was another <laughs> Robert Rodriguez movie. It was the the from Dust No, the, the other one with the, oh, and, uh, oh, oh Desperado. Desperado, yeah, that one. Like very strangely, in the middle of it, it has like a really hardcore sex scene. Yeah, we watched that a few filler. times. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I thought she was gonna be a bigger deal in this movie. Like uh, she was. She was sort of hardly in it. She got like three minutes of screen time. Um, we have a we covered, covered Zeke. <laughs> no, <laughs> we covered, but most people have a lot less sort of time on screen than you realize. Like I bet the the guy from uh, um, Malcolm in the Middle was probably only on screen for like two and a half minutes. But he he makes a he makes an impact. Drinking, yeah. being spoken yeah. of that his wife left him. Um, Poor guy. <laughs> so Stokely. Uh, is spreading rumors that she's a lesbian, uh, even though she has a crush on Stan and uh, Mary Beth. Sort of, they ha- uh, has sort of lingering looks across the hallway to Zeke. So we have some, mm-hmm. and then uh, Casey, we sort of have the sort of see that he's pining for Delilah. So already we have sort of three different uh, romantic entanglements developing among the, the course. Oh, because the new, the new girl tries to make friends with emo busy Phillips, right? Yes, which also should be setting off alarm bells because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she doesn't but, really seem to be too receptive to those uh, advances. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I thought that, uh, you know, I thought they were going to hook up when that happened. Uh, really? I thought, I thought, you know, going to get uh, some sort of wild things in the faculty. Like, yeah, like the emo girl, the clean cut new girl, Georgia maybe, girl, repressed. Maybe they were gonna hook up, but but then you know, um, Stokely said, uh, no, Mary Beth said, uh, I'm not aware of any lesbianism in my lineage, which yeah, is, as uh, if it's <laughs> some inherited, thing. yeah, <laughs> that's some 90s thing right there, I guess. It must be, <laughs> they think of it as like dementia or something. Um, so Casey. While having lunch by himself on the football field in the bleachers, uh, finds a strange creature on the field and takes it to science teacher, Mr. Furlong, who's John Stewart. And uh, is this pre-Daily Show? Is this beginning early Daily Show, John Stewart? It's definitely no, it's pre- pro- Big Daddy John Stewart. Yeah, I don't think he, yeah, it's pre. 
but yeah, John this Stewart. Is, this, I guess, <laughs> when he was still trying to be an actor. Yeah, and, <laughs> which I think he gave up to pursue his political comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, he finds a strange creature, takes it to John Stewart, who seems like he's you know very very intelligent for a high school biology teacher who yeah identifies contacts. it as a new species and says he's going to send it to the well, university the unnamed university which i guess he's got contacts but i don't think that uh, contacts at universities and stuff but i don't think we can really call him a super intelligent science teacher because <laughs> based on what happens yeah i mean he he puts the thing in the water and then he just like grab tries to grab it out of the water with his hand he doesn't even get a net what kind of a weirdo does that it's he's just he's just so excited by discovery and science not even it's, a glove it's like it's just, in master and commander and paul bettany is just you know gallivanting around the galapagos just in his in his element it's a similar sort of thing science people get very excited you can't you know <laughs> you can't blame sure. them <laughs> sure <laughs> um zeke takes a look at it through the microscope, reveals himself to be something of a genius because he seems to understand just sort of intuitively more about it than uh, Mr. Furlong does. I guess it's not intuitively. Who knows what sort of research he's been undoing in his spare time when he's not manufacturing drugs. Um, does this kid ever sleep? Mr. White set up in his home. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, when Mr. Furlong puts the organism in the fish tank, it comes alive, duplicates itself, and proceeds to bite him. Uh, Stan then has an extremely disturbing interaction in the showers with Mrs. Brummel as part of her skull comes off when Stan touches it. Mm-hmm. And it was weird how he just sort of like brushed it off. <laughs> he didn't seem to tell anyone. No. I, well, uh, Elijah saw it too, right? And he was just like, and, what are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. Oh, kind of thing with Chloris. Uh-huh. But that was, he it was very like delicate and uh sensitive when she like came up to him it was very weird it seemed like they're about to like get it on well he's um, he's more than just a quarterback he's sensitive you know uh, he he's an empath he, he knows that she's suffering he just is mm-hmm. unaware of the nature of her suffering mm-hmm. um then delilah and casey uh delilah is always sort of on the lookout for a story casey mentioned something about uh the Malcolm in the Middle teacher's alcoholism and Delilah's like, oh, I broke that last year. And then her his wife left him for the tennis instructor or something like that. So Delilah, she'll do anything for a story. They're in the teacher's lounge. They witness Coach Willis and Miss Olson, the drama teacher, for right, parasites. Uh, Connor, I can't even follow I can't even follow with all these. I don't know these characters' names. You gotta <laughs> you gotta Coach Don Willis, Toretto's, the football coach. Don, Frodo and Dom Toretto's sister break into the teacher's lounge and they witness uh, Terminator, Terminator 2, 2 and Hyper uh, from Twin Peaks take down Salma Hayek. Yes. It's just, it's, it's messed up and not in a cool takedown way. No, it was, and it's very sort of predatory how they sort of like swoop around her and make mm-hmm. sure she has no exit and they just sort of pin mm-hmm. her down and stick something in her ear. A lot of mm-hmm. ear sort of body horror stuff. I thought it was effective at making you sort of feel uncomfortable. Any, it any reminded me. The ear is, ugh, it's gross. Yeah, it reminded me of what was Star Trek 2 when, when uh, what's his face, puts the thing that, in his ear that controls him. Same uh-huh. sort of thing. <laughs> Same sort of thing. Um, so now Salma Hayek is one of them. Um, Too bad. 
they find the body of the old lady, Mrs. Brummel, with half her skull missing in the closet. Uh, and can't help but freak out. And are subsequently discovered in the closet where they barely get away. Um, <laughs> call the police. The police don't believe them. The police investigate. Mm-hmm. While they're investigating, they seem to be turned into aliens. At least Casey. Oh, very clearly turned into <laughs> aliens. Casey's parents are just losing it. They're like, our son's crazy. Shooter. Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. It's just like, son, stop screwing around. I'm taking your <laughs> pornography. There's no more uh, telephone or internet. You're grounded because you're calling the cops for no reason. Just putting and he, all this he stuff on And he is the cops, features. right? Isn't he like the lead detective or something? Shooter? Yeah, isn't he? <laughs> no. Are you sure? I, thought I he think was. he's just the. I think he's just Elijah's dad. Okay. I, I think thought, he's just like. Uh, I was yeah. under the impression he was involved in the police in some capacity. Um, he, did, he just seemed like a upstanding citizen of the small town. <laughs> the mom yeah. instantly is like electroshock therapy. This this kid's crazy. Yeah. We need to call yeah. the experts. Yeah, let's get him the drugs. So yeah, her first instincts are he's on hard drugs or he's insane mm-hmm. which is like possible because this school is riddled with nose candy it's <laughs> just like this uh, the like wolf uh the next day well actually that night uh frodo tries to flee from his house yes it is discovered by his father i think this and is- he he sees all of the faculty standing outside oh, looming, yes, looming yes yes and he's like they're here and then when the dad yeah. looks there's no one there he sneaks out this window which again like window sneaking is that's a movie thing that's not real like can you imagine a 10-foot drop that's scary. <laughs> especially for little elijah one i mean um, maybe it's easy for him because he's little and light maybe he like he uh, he takes he, the shock he, better or he he maybe glides down because he's <laughs> He floats. It's like a feather. Yeah, he gets a little bit more loft. It's like it's like a bowling ball or a feather in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. They fall mm-hmm. at the same speed. Um, the next day, Casey Frodo tells Delilah, Jordana Brewster, Stan. Uh, I only know him from Animal Kingdom, the TNT show. I thought he looked a lot like Tom Holland. Am I crazy or do you, does he look like Tom? Holland? Who are you talking about? Are you talking about Stan, the football the, player? The QB, yeah. Yeah, he does kind of have like a Spider-Man what, what Tom is, Holland, not his story. Yeah, like Tom a Holland. what does Tom Holland get in trouble for? Like frogs in his cheeks? He was like frogs down like underneath his <laughs> lips, sort of thing. That from? That's just like the that's what the internet roasts him for. Oh okay. so he's, he's got a little I didn't I didn't know that. They both oh. sort of have blank, expressionless faces. Yeah. They just sort of look like generic, semi-handsome white people who are shorter yeah. than they initially seem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not quarterback height. No. He, he should hit the books. No, his girlfriend's bigger than him. Um, Jordana it, Buster is bigger than everyone, though, okay? <laughs> she is a giant, and but she still, it's still, uh, uh, she, Elijah, you know, still wants it. Wants to climb that tree. Well, seriously, talk about climb that tree. Elijah is like a child. It's hard to believe he's in the same grade as the rest of these kids. Um, so he he tells all these other people, sort of each individually, that he believes the teachers are being controlled by aliens. He appeals to Stokely's uh, science fiction reading brain to sort of go mm-hmm. over the scenarios. And he presents a, 
a pretty insane theory that like Spielberg and George Lucas and stuff have been visited by aliens and are preparing the way for the aliens, which I think even in the narrative is debunked. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think we have any proof that that theory is true. Like uh, that science fiction was written by aliens <laughs> or like actually, it was like science fiction is actually science fact. Yes. Something. See, he's, yeah, that was dumb. She says something about like it's science fiction. He's like, you could also find Schindler's List in the fiction section as if that ends the argument altogether. You know what I noticed in these scenes was uh, uh, really all the jugs of water coming in. And well, it yeah. made me. That's yeah, one of the signifiers was, of alien I liked presence. It. It was, <laughs> you thought that was, was like, nice, subtle? I was like, yeah, very subtle. Very subtle. A giant truck of jugs of water. Great job. <laughs> um, meanwhile, all of the students are being sort of individually called into the nurse's office, nurse's office for a, like a routine ear examination, I guess is the cover story. But mm-hmm. it's some, some real sort of dystopian kind of imagery with all the, the kids lining up. I like an Animorph thing situation, too. This is, do you yeah. think I just read <laughs> Animorphs books? And it was just like, all right, this is how we take over. Put it in their ear. Just call mm-hmm. them into the office. Kids will do anything. Um, I, I don't know. Are high school kids really that sort of bovine-like? And they're, <laughs> they're yeah, sort of definitely. Also, <laughs> uh, did you catch that uh, when we were in Elijah's room, he had pictures of Jordana Brewster on his wall. That was a little over the line. Yeah, I mean, uh, that like know. that goes behind like beyond high school crush and it's like you know borderline sort of stalking or yeah, that's obsessive. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think in the nineties people were more sort of keen to shrug that off as just sort of eccentricity. Um, maybe I'm what. You don't you don't agree with that? It's, I mean, it must it, because we still he's the hero. It like you yeah, know. but think of like all the way more steps that he would have had gone gone through in the nineties. He would have had to like get the camera. No, I'm not sneak saying around, that. Sneak around, sneak into, sneak into a tree outside of her window. Take a well, picture. To be fair, go to the like go to the sort store of on the grounds of campus. Kind of pictures like when she wasn't looking. Which get them know. developed at the store and have them not tell the cops you know <laughs> it was just a whole lot more no but um, surely the behavior is strange yes but i think the movie presents this strange behavior as something more innocent than it would depict it today sure i mean it's sort of like you know uh, in the first spider-man toby mcguire is like oh let me take a picture basically doing the same thing yeah yeah same thing <laughs> It's just like, ah, oh, that's, that's what kids do. Yeah. Little Don't trust kids with cameras. No, at least at least not with film cameras. Um, <laughs> so where, where was I? Um, oh, yeah. So they're in uh, John Stewart's office, the four of them, sort of talking about being controlled by aliens. Um, Casey becomes Gosh. more suspicious when uh, police arrive. He's like, we need police to do ear examinations. Um mm-hmm. Zeke and Mary Beth are in the uh, chemistry room next door. Zeke is stealing, as he likes to call it, uh, supplies to create it for his illicit drug operation. Um, Another sort of sign Mary Beth maybe isn't all there. The innocent girl from Georgia is sort of like, oh, isn't this fun? We're we're stealing drugs. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she's cool. Uh She's from Atlanta, you know? She's more experienced than kids from Ohio. Andrea saw her and was like, she's not from the city. Yeah, <laughs> no, she isn't. She wasn't even like Gwinnett or something. Um, 
So after Zeke and Mary Beth tease them about the theory, Mr. Furlong arrives. Initially, obviously, he seems normal. Um, but when pressed on the alien issue, he reveals himself to be one of them and attacks. Uh, Zeke injects his homemade drug concoction into John Stewart's eye and kills him. And for a moment, John Stewart sort of seems mechanical when he's got the pen in his eye. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that was sort of a, an odd look, but I guess it sort of suggests that once the parasite's in you, you you're sort of just a, a robot to be controlled. Well it's, all, well, it's also, okay, all right, let's get into what do these aliens do to your body? Okay, because they also, I think, uh, take the paper cutter off of the thing and slice yes. his fingers off. Yes. And his fingers start running around and stuff. Yes. So independent. Those are not human fingers. No. Uh, They all like. I can understand. Like, okay, they go into your ear. They like control your brain. Take over your body. It's still your body. No. They can heal you and stuff. But like, this seems to fundamentally sort of change the nature of your body. Yeah, and then into another material entirely. They're just supposed to go back afterwards. (laughs) I don't. You don't understand. Well, there's no coming back from Mr. Furlong. I mean, how I don't know if you can cure the the pin in the eye. I think some of these people must be dead at the end. I mean, we'll get <laughs> Jean Grey got decapitated, man. How is she back? <laughs> well, but she the decapitation seemed to be less severe than the pin to the eye combo with the drugs, because I will uh, we'll get to it. And then uh, later, oh, oh <laughs> well, hey, we'll get that. I don't understand uh, these. I these, I get that like. Hydration is the key to like keep their like, like the science. opposite. They're the, the opposite, opposite of science. Yeah, <laughs> and so like salt and aspirin or whatever are bad for them and kill them. Caffeine, but like dries you out. Yeah, which is you know kind of keyed you in on a few, <laughs> few things like your the contacts. You can't wear contacts. Dry out your eyes. Sure. Uh, the five or is it six? Whatever it is, the core the core group escaped the school by sort of mm. calmly walking out, uh, despite all mm. the other students watching them and whispering suspiciously at them. Oh, we didn't meet, mention the Zeke blow up with uh, with Jean Grey. Oh where, yeah, when he tries to like bone his teacher. Yeah, well, there's a few different times. There's the part where they sort yeah. of have the the thing about calluses and loneliness when discussing Robinson Crusoe. Uh, oh yes in yes. the english room so he's sort of showing that he's a renaissance she's holding man. a book that just says literature <laughs> which i i don't know if that's a textbook i've i guess it seems a little textbooky but when i watched i thought that seems like a movie prop well it's also like what was the class they're reading robinson crusoe is it like the history of the novel is it like a epistolatory novel are they going to read dangerous liaisons next um and then also they have this sort of Don't thing. Don't talk about she, flowers with me. <laughs> they they confront, uh, she confronts him on his car and is like, I know what you're doing. And he's like, tries to sell her laxatives and, and strawberry flavored condoms. And then. <laughs> condoms? <laughs> and, then condoms? And, then, and then post uh, infection, she sort of becomes like a free spirit Hot. sex pot who yeah. comes up to him in the sort of middle of the, the quad area. And says something about her foot's going to be so far off his ass, she'll, he'll be sucking her toes at graduation. Um, mm-hmm. Mentioned something about uh, her, him being a bastard. 
and that yeah. his, his mom is in like Japan or Sri Lanka or something like that. For a little mm-hmm. while, Zeke's story was kind of like operating independently to everyone else's. Like, yeah, he was in sort of his own movie until, yeah. until they sort of grouped together in John Stewart's uh, biology room. Um, even then it was reluctantly he was just trying to I, why was he being mean to him? he was just they heard him through, through the vents and he thought well let me play a trick on these people. zeke yeah he's a troublemaker he's a right, he's a loki figure mm-hmm. um the five escaped the school uh zeke with some incredible driving in his g2o gto invades the the police who have who've been completely infiltrated um, yeah, he just says, I'm not stopping in this traffic stop. <laughs> it takes takes everyone to his house, which apparently is the, the same house from Multiplicity. Have you ever seen Multiplicity? No, but I did think, how much do you think this house costs? Those are nice houses. Well, it is Ohio. Um, yeah, that's what Andrea said, too. <laughs> um, multiplicity, go go seek it out. It's about, uh, what's his name? Who's Batman? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton making versions of himself so that he can do everything. And uh, needless to say, hijinks ensue. In, um, in my mind, multiplicity, multiplicity and Mr. Mom are the same, like, sort of, they're like similar. Together, this similar big, movies. big gap. I think Mr. Mom's like early 80s, multiplicity, sort of mid 90s. Okay. Multiplicity is just like Keaton unleashed. It's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unleash him. <laughs> Sort of, sort of proto Birdman type Keaton. Um, I really liked going into his house and seeing his science setup. How he really was a Mr. White. He's just like. But also like his his King. science setup looked very sort of like theme parkish. Like the well, beakers had like a strange colored tint to them and stuff like that. It mm-hmm. seemed sort of like child's playset lab. Like he could be making real drugs, but he's just <laughs> slacking. <laughs> it seems like the drugs he's making he doesn't even actually do any chemistry like, he just sort of puts caffeine yeah. into a pen it's just like <laughs> let's put some caffeine and pixie sticks together sort of thing <laughs> yeah. it's like what so i think it's like all for show like in case people come by and they're like i want to see the setup he's like oh yeah you can see it is this legit are you legit <laughs> where do you get all these big pens from <laughs> I guess maybe his parents own Bic. He seems to, he seems to come from money, but the, it's it's not exactly indicated where the money comes from. Um, so they all go to his house. He experiments on a specimen retrieved by Casey uh, Elijah Wood, the, and he sort of gives it to his mouse, uh, who's overtaken, and then he breaks. He's a real back. scientist. He's got lab mice, <laughs> but the, he's got only got one. And it dies. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he has any replacements. Mm-hmm. Um, so he makes everyone take the drug uh, because he figures out that uh, it needs water to survive and can be killed by his drug as mm-hmm. it's basically just caffeine <laughs> and it dries the aliens out. So in a, in a scene reminiscent of the thing, he makes everyone take the drug to prove they're un- uninfected. Um, Elijah would very much enjoys being high or on, oh, laughs maniacally. Yeah, oh, he and Scooter Skeeter, Steve Stan, he and Stan go like, Wee-hee-hee. well, these nose drugs, caffeine, they start spinning, man. And then it was so weird. Zeke's like, "No, I'm not going to take it. I don't get high off phone supply." And it's like, dude, you came up with the idea. Yeah. Like, how how or, do we know that you're not one? Of them? 
them. Or at least he should be like, I should be last or uh-huh. something. I don't know. Or like. But a gun know, is a pulled. Real... A gun is pulled to sort of. Yeah, he's got a gun. <laughs> he's a real caffeine he's pusher. A, he really is. Um, and while they're sort of going one by one, uh, Jordana Brewster is revealed to be infected. Uh, she mm-hmm. destroys the lab and most of his drug supply before escaping. Uh, I don't know, through a window. But she know. survives. Yeah. Why? <laughs> well, I think I, it seems you need a, uh, to stab it directly in the eye. I think for, it's something like that. It needs to go like right into the bloodstream or something. Out the nose is the closest to a bloodstream. I've heard. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a scientist. Like John Stewart, just dead. You know, fine <laughs> until the end, I guess. But then Jordana Brewster just runs fine. away. Yeah, and it's just like uh, you know, uh, the it's like multiple the things multiply inside them, and you can see them running through her face. Through the stuff. face, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, Acting on Stokely, Clea Duvall's speculation that the saying Clea Duvall doesn't mean anything to you. She's just Stokely. Um, that Elo killing busy Phillips. <laughs> yeah, that killing the alien queen will revert everyone to normal. Um, I don't know where she got this theory from. Um, she's the sci-fi person. She's, yeah, she's she's oh. just like a memory bank. Also, she's like I the thought, giver. She just has all knowledge. In this scene, I thought. That's so much nose drugs. Like <laughs> the, a whole pen worth of nose drugs. It does seem point. like a lot, right? And, Maybe and, make the yeah. doses smaller. And the quarterback said he wouldn't do it either because you know he's he's, he's anti-drug. He he's clean. He doesn't want to do it. He's a big he's a big dare guy. He was yeah, he was dare. Dare. <laughs> by dare. Have you heard the dare song? Andrea told oh, me. Oh, I know the, the dare, dare song. song. Oh, by heart. I yeah. won't do drugs. A won't a, have an attitude. Won't have an attitude. Or R, I will respect myself. I will respect myself. E, e I, will I will educate, educate me now. You, you know. Yeah. That's <laughs> indoctrinated. I mean, give me the drugs if I have to hear that song. A, a bit <laughs> of a aside, but apparently Dare did more to get kids on drugs than anything else. Because, yeah. <laughs> because kids wouldn't have known. No. <laughs> but the Dare gave them all the information. Oh. It's like, that sounds pretty cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have the theory they're going to kill the queen. They go to the football game at the high school, which is seemingly is that night. We will further break down uh, this, this scene. Later. So this is Friday. So whenever this began, it's Friday. Now. It's Friday football now. Game. Yeah. Um, believing Principal Drake to be the queen, they isolate her in the gym. They question her first. They trap her in the net. And give her some of the drug, fatally shoot her. Um, they fatally shoot her before she gets the drug, and then she sort of comes back. Um, and then Mary, Mary Beth, Beth dumps all of the product, all of their her. supply, and the whole Zeke's supply. Like, Did you have to do that? Um, she want to make sure because she's above suspicion. She so at this point, earlier. at this point, they think maybe it's all over. Maybe we killed the queen. Uh, Stan takes it upon himself to check. Uh, he confronts the coach and the team to see if the plan worked. Uh, he returns to the gym door, desperate to get in. The others are suspicious, except uh, Stokely, who is who's madly in love with him, 
Yeah, she wants to, they had a smooch before he ran out. Remember, mm-hmm. it was real mm-hmm. awkward. Elijah was staring. So and now Josh Arnett. she's enraptured uh, mm-hmm. with love. Um, wants him to to be okay. They give him one of the pins. He a, a maniacal smile breaks out. He's like, "Oh, you got one less pin." He is now an alien. Yeah. Did you like uh, all the? It was a big rivalry game. Another movie with a rivalry game. Although this one. Even more aggressive than face paint. They had well, signs that said kill <laughs> everywhere. Kill. Well, uh, according to the coach earlier, this is the only team that uh, is any sort of competition them. for them. Yeah. So Man, I guess those dog piles were rough. They were all turning them into aliens. And in well, this team must be really good because Ohio is a, is a hotbed for, for high school football. So if only Usher one team was can beat slamming. them. Usher, Usher was just, he's going to go to Ohio State. He's yeah. It seems he plays both sides. I have questions about that. His number is twenty eight, but he seems to play linebacker. Um, mm. Maybe he's a running back and linebacker. But um, he's the captain now that Stan left. Yeah, and so, he's like, I hope you're not mad, Stan. Stan's mm-hmm, like, why would I be mm-hmm. mad? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is where it also gets to the gymnasium, and I thought, oh no, it's going to happen. But there was so much more that happened before my yes. my stuff. Well, what happens next is Zeke. Uh, Josh Hartnett and Casey Frodo attempt to retrieve more of Zeke's drugs from his car. Uh, when they're out there, Kay- Frodo's like, Why did two of us have to come? And Zeke's like, Haha, because you're the bait. <laughs> well, it also is kind of a, uh, I guess, a callback to when the coach sees him running and says, uh, Oh, we could use you. Know, you. We could use you. Yeah. And then he says, I believe only people should chase. only run when they're being chased. Um, yep. So he shows that speed, that that four or five, probably. I wouldn't say it's elite speed, but it is. It is. It's it's upper echelon speed. He's he's got good speed. Uh, he's got the lift, as, as we start, talked about earlier. He he's, he's got his arms <laughs> out that give him a little extra mm-hmm. jet and energy. So he's he's going through buses. The football team's still all padded up. They're very sort of like Nazi ish. Um, sort of swarming. This very World War Z sort of vibes. Also, um, he's going through school buses. Uh, Zeke encounters Jean Grey once more. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, she seems like she wants to infiltrate him uh, through more romantic <laughs> means, possibly. Uh, she mentioned something about buying, wanting to buy something flavored. A callback to the <laughs> the, con- the condoms. Um, <laughs> Condom. <laughs> she aggressively comes on to him, but Zeke will not be fooled. He he remains headstrong and, and cool. And with some extremely fancy driving of the GTO, he manages to decapitate her, only for her head to begin crawling around searching for her body. And well, he- this is a, a another good example of you know being safe. Don't do drugs, wear your seatbelt. Because yeah. he puts on his seatbelt and just she didn't have her seatbelt on. So that's well, but she also gets. she's an alien. I don't think she took drivers that. Um, but it, it but seems, the aliens have the people's memories. I'm, it's a, right? That's a question. That's a disputed question of how much of the person's personality remains. Yeah. And what exactly is the nature of the psychological change that the okay, okay. alien. <laughs> I don't want to dispute with the internet too much. Okay. So, uh, he is just sort of like, he, he doesn't finish her off. He doesn't double tap. He's just like, I'm out of here. This is, this yeah. is too much. Um, at the gym, wouldn't you know it, Mary Beth reveals herself to be the alien queen. And the emo Busy Phillips. No, no, the other one. The, the Atlanta girl. 
yeah. alien queen. She, re- she reveals it to emo Busy Phillips. Who's Stokely? Stokely. Uh, and she- Stokely says, uh, oh no. And then they have like a chase, right? Through the sort of pool area. A um, mm. lot of running. A lot of running in this sort yeah. of like five, ten minutes. Um, Casey mm-hmm. is getting his steps in. Um, he, she, Mary Beth reveals that she faked taking the drug um, pretty well. It seemed they shouldn't have made him do it at the same time. That obviously no. made the deception easier because all yeah. eyes were not focused on her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but she made drug taking because they they're a hive mind, right? And she's the queen, so she was like, "I don't gotta sacrifice." I have yourself. no idea. Yeah, I think so, because like she was like, uh, I'm going to sacrifice you, Jordana Brewster, so I can fake it out if they can, mm-hmm. and get these people, and then I'm going to sacrifice you, Miss Drake, too. Yes. So, so she controls them somewhat. So uh, Frodo and Clea Duvall flee to the swimming pool, Stokely. Stokely is severely injured. There is blood all in the pool. I um, think chlorine I also dries dead. out your skin as well. I'm sure they must have a natural pool. So I guess (laughs) salt waterfall. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Stokely seemingly becomes infected during this whole uh, sort of brouhaha. Uh, Zeke and Casey hide in the locker room where Mary Beth reverts to her human disguise uh, in her birthday suit. Um, She sort of tries to seduce Zeke into willingly succumbing to the inevitable infection. She's like, it'll all be great. Everyone's happy. My planet got dried out. I had to come here. And all I want to do is show everyone my home planet. And oh, I got this written down. I can do it. <laughs> you, okay, you want me uh, to do it? Yeah. Uh, you know, in my world, Casey, there were limitless oceans as far as I could see. A beautiful home until it started to dry up. So I escaped, came here and met you, all of you. All of you were different from the others. You were lost and lonely, just like me. And I thought that maybe I would give you a taste of my world. A world without anger, without fear, without attitude. Blah, 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 blah. That's what I got. She's, like, I a, she's like a Stalinist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of us. When, when she is in, in supreme control, there will be no hunger. There will be no worry. Um, where was I? Mary Beth transforms back into her true disgusting giant bug-like form just uh, another hurls. example of their bodies not making sense <laughs> it's expanding and contracting willy-nilly mm-hmm. uh, she hurls zeke across across the room into the lockers bang head injury he's out brain bleed um casey seizes the drug from zeke's dying body and uh, very intelligently traps the queen behind some retracting bleachers that sort of intermittently go into the wall, sort of as he's running through the bleachers each way one too seen. fast. I don't think those are up to code. Those bleachers, you know, the ones that <laughs> go like flat against the wall. Usually it takes like 10 minutes yeah, so that I, a child is not crushed beneath the machinery um, or a monster or a monster. Um, but it comes in handy. It's good to see. Oh. <laughs> Elijah then gets the uh, the line of the line of the movie. He, he, he takes her. out the pen. He goes, yeah. "This is guaranteed to jack you up." Yeah, delivers they, the killer blow. She spits out parasites at him. Goes into his face, and he's screaming. Ah! 
That was like uh, vintage Robert Rodriguez sci-fi, like yeah, sci- sci-fi effects right there. It was I didn't like it. So for a few seconds, we're like, did it work? Is is this is everyone going to be okay? The things come out of his face. He goes back into the locker room. Stokely's alive. Zeke gives one last jump scare. His head bleeding all over the place. Stokely head bleeding all over the place, but they don't, they don't care. The bigger issue is is taken care of. Um, one month the, later, the, the aliens just leave their bodies, and then their bodies are fine. They're fine, and they're just themselves again. Yeah. See, but uh, we'll get to questions. Uh, one <laughs> one month later, everything has returned to normal. Stan and Stokely, uh, who has shed her goth girl image, they're now dating. Uh, Zeke has taken Stan's place on the football team while uh, Jean Grey affectionately watches him from the stands. I guess this he's is okay. He's just smoking cigs during practice. I guess this is fine because he's 19. He's a mm-hmm. super senior. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not weird. Not, <laughs> um, not at all. <laughs> uh, Delilah, Jordana Brewster, no longer vindictive, is now dating Elijah Wood, who is considered a local hero as various news media reveal the attempted alien invasion um, is now sort of public knowledge, even as government authorities deny. Um, so it's sort of news of the world type stuff. I think it's national because he's like, uh, he's like, um, she's like, you oh, know. your fans are coming. He's like, oh, is it local or national? And she's he's like, like oh. your cable. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> uh, so there it is. Uh, the faculty. Uh, reactions, Mr. Dick. Uh, yeah. Did you watch through the credits? No, I didn't. Okay. Do you <laughs> reveal them who, to me? Do you know who Summer Phoenix and John Abrahams are? Uh, Summer Phoenix, I believe, is River Phoenix's sister. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they're in the movie, and they are the fighting couple. And oh, in the one the, who's like, "Fuck you, fuck you." Yeah, yeah. And in the movie, uh, or in the in the credits, they have like cutscenes for all of them. And, you know, they're just like from scenes from the movie, except for Jon Stewart, who's back without fingers and an <laughs> eye patch and like drops. Oh, does he really? <laughs> and then and it has all the people you would expect. But then it has the fighting couple, Summer Phoenix and John Abrahams. I have no idea who they are or why they were in the credits. Uh, well, John Abrahams, I recognized him from some piece of 2000s media. Um, he looks like, oh, ah, you know uh, what he is? He's the, the guy who plays uh, the Skeet Ulrich character in Scary Movie, the first Scary Movie. Oh. Remember the the killers who are the actual students? He's yeah the killer. That oh. was just top of the dome. I'm almost positive. I'm not going to check it because I'm going to see. He looked like he was a brother from Royal Pains or something. USA's <laughs> got the characters. He really did actually. Like he's like the I- third brother. Yeah, but I was just so thrown off. I had to, I had to write their names down and and ask you about. It. Well, they got a speaking part, so they are SAG credited. They would have become SAG members for their role, so mm-hmm. it's only right that they are credited. Um, we get, get some, Usher his SAG as well. Uh, I think he had been in a movie before that. Obviously, he's in She's All That the next year. Um, he did very little in this movie. No, he didn't do very much. But there are there are some good uh, sort of credit names. Uh, fuck up one, fuck up two, fuck you boy, fuck you girl, wow. freshman, tattoo girl. So very, 
very big parts for these people to have gotten. Um, Good for them. Any, any, any reactions? Was it better than you expected? Was it scarier? Yeah. Not like the first scene with uh, Mrs. Drake and Robert Patrick was very scary for me. I was just like, this lady, she's going back. I guess turning on lights in a school is more difficult than just every room, you know, turning no, on. No, there must be like a main off. hub that controls all. Because she was just walking around in the dark like a psycho. And I was yes. just like, whoa. Pre-iPhone flashlight. So literally yeah. just in the dark. Yeah, very scary. But I thought it was great. I thought it stood up. I was like, man, great movie. Great. I, wow, I thought it was very pick. good too. I thought it was very effective for the body horror. Sort of yeah. ear stuff ugh, weirds me out. Um, and I thought it, you know, it was just like a good, uh, another good high school is tough for everyone, even though yeah. you, you think the quarterbacks got it all made, you know, no, <laughs> then, then, then it's something like, oh, it must be great to be you. It's like, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's That's just, uh, like it was a good movie. What'd you think? I thought, I thought it was great. I thought it was a uh, very genre. It was obviously a mm-hmm. lot like uh, the thing in the invasion of the body snatchers. Which they um, reference the, so much. They reference yeah. body snatchers like constantly. <laughs> much more than the thing, which I thought it shared a lot sort of more with the thing actually than body snatchers. But mm-hmm. um, I thought it was great. Uh, actually, like it, it had a great sort of mix of unintentional comedy, sort of good writing. Uh, it's good to sort of see these actors, you know, 24 years ago. Um, like this stacked is, cast, just stacked, a stacked cast. cast. Elijah Wood pre Lord of the Rings, Jordana Brewster pre Fast and the Furious, Josh Hartnett pre Black Hawk Down. So it's sort of like the you know the missing piece in all these people's filmography that once you see it, it all sort uh, of Usher together. Pre uh, Confessions Part Two. <laughs> um, questions. Oh, uh, what grade is Casey? Is he just small for his age? Is he a senior also? Uh, yes. They're all seniors. I think they're all seniors, except for they're Zeke. Obviously, um, Zeke's a super senior. Yeah, he's the Van Wilder of high school. Um, is everything actually back to normal at the end? Because well, all the characters seem to be fundamentally changed somehow. Yeah, um, I, and the sort of world has been turned upside down. The the head cheerleader is dating the tiny prepubescent creepy photographer. The lesbian mm-hmm. is dating the QB. The mm-hmm. you know the outcast is the QB now smoking cigarettes and having sex with the teacher. Um, yeah. It's maybe the, everything maybe does the, not seem normal. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, but I guess the aliens are out of them now. I think there's I a real think... possibility that the aliens have actually taken over. And they've succeeded. And yes. they just And this is now the new normal. But then uh, are the aliens in charge of uh, Elijah Wood and, uh, and Josh Hartnett? Those are the yes. only two who really yeah. didn't. So the, when only, did that the only sort of explanation would be that the sort of gym scene didn't actually happen. Which is hard to oh, justify wow. within the narrative because we do see it. Yeah. To, <laughs> what is it? What do they reference? The Jacob's Ladder, you mean, or whatever? Yes. All the, that's the sort of go-to <laughs> film theory 101. Maybe they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the ending didn't happen. 
which usually oh. I think is a is very it's an easy way for people to sound smart without actually doing any real thinking. But I apply that I think, way too much. Do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it actually makes sense for this one though, because the sort of everything's okay at the end is so different from normal that it's yeah, like it's not a leap they... think that the aliens have actually taken over. Is the water supply okay? Like, do they have <laughs> still have enough water to like support 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 humans? Because you know? for for example, what if Mary Beth was not the only one? Maybe there were two, and in another city, it was successful. Yeah, it would be hard to stop. And then, especially, yeah. especially, they would be more sort of subject to it happening here because they would think everything's over, everything's fine. They wouldn't be vigilant anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is part of that sci-fi theory of it being real or whatever. And Mary Beth, remember, it says, like, we 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 always win. Do we think that they, like, came down in a comet or something and landed on the football field? Or do we think that Mary Beth Beth had a willful intention to come to Earth? And to go to Ohio, because no (laughs) one would expect Ohio. I think they say that a few times. I think she understands Ohio is the breadbasket of America that uh-huh. it is the most important state mm-hmm. um, so yeah i think uh, i think that she understood that um it's it's it everything all roads lead to ohio. ohio i mean i think i don't think everything's back to normal but i do think they're humans that, again that they're not alien it's just that they've been so fundamentally altered by their experience that this sort of new reality seems normal for them because I would like to get their bodies in like an MRI or something to see. Well, that's exactly right. Like principal Drake surely has disgusting. Like she doesn't have wounds all over her body. Yeah. She she was repeatedly stabbed. stabbed. Like I think, yeah. (laughs) Does this not scar? Do we not at least have scars? Yeah. Um, and wasn't Mrs. Drake's our principal Drake starts sort of wearing like a low cut thing. It's like she was stabbed at the chest repeatedly. Wouldn't we be able to see this? Um, no. I guess not. Um, why does Zeke join the football team? That's very out of character. Okay, I'm going back. <laughs> it's it's the aliens are back again. I don't know I don't if there's know. any sort of real. I mean, he. I guess Rush Hartnett is probably a good athlete in real life. Who's not to think he could make a high school football team? But but why He's does definitely he definitely taller than Stan and Usher? <laughs> is it to impress the teacher that he's now in a relationship with? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. All right, so uh, new category, sort of attached to. I think uh, it was just to show that everyone's like uh, can change type can be sw- flipped. Yeah, it's I like Rocky Four. If I can change, yeah. you can change. Yeah, we all can change. Yeah. Um. So new category. This is sort of a uh, in parallel, or uh, you know, and uh, it goes with the sort of questions, unanswerable questions. This is uh, to go with a movie that I believe came out the same year. And for me, is sort of representative of all late 90s high school movies. I'm obviously talking about the canonical Can't Hardly Wait. Um, mm-hmm. Iconically, has an epilogue at the end of it that sort of signifies what all these characters are doing now. Um, yeah. I briefly considered the fates of the, the core five. Obviously, Mary Beth is now deceased, um, unless she's going to a, a new planet to take over. Um, so we'll start with Casey, Elijah Wood's character. Um, I think he he has a background in photography, obviously. 
I think yeah. he will be shaped by his experience here to sort of, uh, you know, pursue the sort of edges of, uh, you know, science fiction, body horror type stuff. I think using his experience in, you know, understanding the visuality of alien species as well as his interest in photography, that he becomes a director of photography for science fiction movies. I do not. You do I not. I think that <laughs> he, he rides the wave of fandom and famousness from the, this situation, and then he uh, burns out and he lives in that Ohio town forever. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh delilah jordana brewster character um she obviously sees herself as something of a journalist uh she'll do anything for a story i think in her sort of biggest hope she aspires to be you know like a bob woodward washington post type investigator i think much more likely she ends up working for tmz that sounds right. I think that she also just like becomes Elijah's manager and she just oh. pushes him to do so many uh, interviews that burns and him stuff out. like that. Burns him Once out. Once he's burned she, out, she, she leaves him. She leaves him, goes to TMZ, goes to work for Harvey. <laughs> because she has all this experience managing publicity. She has contacts mm-hmm. now. She uses his fame for her own yep. career. I could see that. Um, so Zeke, uh, Josh Hartnett, something of a science genius, um, mm-hmm. but I don't see him sort of working for, you know, big pharma or any sort of mainstream uh, Fortune 500 type companies. I think he's more of a startup kind of guy. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if he gets a degree or anything like that, but I think that his genius would be recognized by one Elizabeth Holmes and he would get hired to work for Theranos. Okay. I think that, um, I think that his plan was to, he joined the football team in order to get a scholarship because oh. he really, he didn't have the money to go to college to, well, he has the money because I think, I think he's rich, but I don't think he has the grades. Well, now he's getting a scholarship and he's going to get a nice chemistry degree. And then he goes, and he goes to work for, he moves to Albuquerque and he works at gray matter um and uh <laughs> and, and that's where he goes ends up becoming a competitor of walter white yep um i think theranos is much more likely um who knows if he gets implicated maybe he sees the writing on the wall he might be a whistleblower i think he might <laughs> um but you could see him sort of being uh, enthused by the possibility and being like, yes, I can apply my genius to cure all human diseases. Um, I could see, you could, see, right? That's not a leap. Maybe put a, little, put a little caffeine in this blood and put it back <laughs> in and see, see what happens. See what happens. That's the key ingredient. We just put caffeine uh-huh. in the blood. Um, Always some pixie sticks. Stokely, uh, obviously a literary person. Yeah. Um, not mainstream, it seems. She's uh, uh, probably left-leaning. Um, mm-hmm. I can see her either... The obvious one is she becomes a science fiction writer. Um, mm-hmm. I think alternatively, she works for the Huffington Post. I think um, I think she uh, just becomes like a, a fan fiction writer. And oh. she... <laughs> 
she maybe she sees Avatar and then she's she, early internet fan fiction, or or she like reads the novelization of Avatar and then does like a sort of like a Twilight Fifty Shades of Grey sort of situation, and then she hits it big on her uh, her, her her fan fiction gets picked up as a yeah. as a streaming series or something like that. Yeah, but it, it surely must be in the science fiction realm. It's got to be. That's her bread and butter. Maybe a tech blogger. I. De- she's definitely early internet adopter. Like ground ground. She has a website. Um, mm-hmm. she probably writes on that website through college. Um, GeoCities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stan. Obviously, Stan. personable. Um, former Stan's high going school nowhere. Dude. See, Stan, you don't think he has any capabilities? He's a big dum-dum, okay? He's probably, <laughs> like, I don't know. He's maybe an Uber driver in the hometown. I don't know. No offense to Uber drivers. See, I, I'm going, I think he's good with people. I think he's maybe not book smart, but he knows people. Um, it being Ohio. And I think he is, I don't see him leaving Ohio. I think he, his dream no. is to go to Ohio State. Um I see him doing the most Ohio thing you could possibly do and owning a chain of Bob Evans restaurants. Mm. <laughs> I, I, he's just so bad at like, <laughs> think so? yeah, like well, he needs, he's he gonna, seems, I think people gravitate towards him. Those are the kind of people that, you know, own used cars maybe lots and maybe he's gonna work really hard and he'll turn it around maybe he was just so focused on football he couldn't focus on school but i think it sounded so. like he was pretty bad at school no but he's also it seems everything comes easy to him and he sort of he he doesn't like how easy everything is when it, so maybe when he he sort of next step just be like oh i i i now own restaurants and have a consistent stream of income I don't think that's ever the next step to <laughs> become a franchisee. <laughs> it's Ohio. Ohio yeah. is the fast food capital of the world. And Bob Evans is as Ohio as it gets. I was going to say like Howard Johnson's, but they wouldn't be around now. Maybe maybe that's actually what happens. He invests in Howard Johnson's and they all go out of business. I have no idea what a Howard Johnson is. Oh, get your head out of your ass. You don't know what a Howard Johnson's is? Is it a Bob Evans? Is it the no? It's it's, place? A, it's sort of like Cracker Barrel, but you can sleep there. Um, you can sleep there. <laughs> yeah, it dominated mid twentieth century America. What? Yeah. So it's like so it's like a, a truck stop. No diner. No, it's it capitalizes on the the car boom of mid century. Do you just do you just sleep in your booth where you're <laughs> no. eating dinner? You just like no, it's, no, you, you, it's it's a long day on the road. You're driving through Ohio, which takes forever, uh-huh. or uh-huh. or upstate New York. Uh, you're uh-huh. like, hey kids, wouldn't it be great if we could get a meal, rest our weary legs, and hit the road in the morning? Uh-huh. This provides all of those services. But well, well, <laughs> does that not make sense? So it's a motel with a restaurant. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Okay. Obviously, you can understand why those have been phased out. Because, <laughs> I mean, I know, because continental <laughs> breakfasts are far superior to like. Howard Johnson's? Just, oh, yeah. Give me just a little box of Fruit Loops and then <laughs> I'm good. Have you never watched Mad Men? Howard Johnson's are very prominently featured in Mad Men. No, I, that's on the list. 
Oh man, that's I think one of only four or five TV shows I've, I've actually seen the whole way through. I know, I'm surprised you're referencing a TV show. <laughs> that, that, that was when I still watch TV. Um, man. Scene breakdown, I have one for this week. It, it, okay. I, it, I won't go as deep into uh, the, f- the famous one I did for <laughs> antitrust. <laughs> but, but I think there, I think this deserves a little more sort of looking into. I think there are a couple uh really this is not one of the standout scenes but i thought the real standout scene was sort of when zeke was starting to notice how everything was wrong i thought that was actually Uh really well done he Um, was on top of it when he was coming into the school and he was seeing the the fighting couple not fighting and like like, oh everyone's lined up at the at the water fountain and Hyde tries to buy all the drugs. Oh, yeah, he's like, hmm, maybe I should mm-hmm. hold on to these drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, the scene that we will be delving deeper into is, is 90 seconds of, of pure 90s. Um, it is the football game scene. Um, <laughs> it, it the football game off- scene? That's totally not the other <laughs> scene we were just talking about. Whoa. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm going to refer to. Okay. Uh, it starts off with uh, a cover of another brick in the wall part two. I thought that was a little too that on the good. nose. That um, was very good. You agreed with that decision? You thought it wasn't too on the nose? Um, no, I thought it was great. I thought, wow. There, yeah. <laughs> we Teacher, don't need no education. We don't need no. Yeah. It's it's a little it's a little on the nose. Um, it, you got if you're in a school, you have to have that song. <laughs> yeah. Um, the football coach's personality seems to be completely changed. He's just smiling his ass off on the sideline, just cheesing, putting his hands out for high fives. He's just loving it. Um, Harrington is dominating this other school. I don't know why the coach was ever worried that they were going to lose this game. Maybe the aliens give them superpowers. Yeah, that's the, that's the answer. And he's also he's super excited because he's turning all of the other team into aliens at the bottom of the dog pile. Uh, Harrington is is dominating this game. It's it's like watching the eighty five Bears play a middle school team. Um, they're group tackling like you've never seen. It's like eight kids piling onto one guy. But the reason this is happening is because at the bottom of the pile, where in, in the NFL you would have people sticking fingers up buttholes or poking people in the eye, you have them putting parasites in other kids' ears. Yeah, I said yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I've been talking about this whole time. Real messed up. Um, Usher hits a kid really, really hard and de- very deliberately on the ground takes time to put one of the parasites in the down. He clotheslines him, right? No, that's the next one. Oh, okay. The first big hit. The kid on the ground okay. is wigging out because he just had a parasite put in his ear. The refs are like, spot the ball at the 50. <laughs> we don't also, care. he's paralyzed. He's paralyzed and then he gets the, yeah. And then it seems totally disassociated to what we've just seen. Uh, we see a ref signaling a touchdown as pyrotechnics go off like crazy in the background. This seems totally unconnected to the hit Usher just delivered because obviously that play didn't result in a touchdown. So now we're just sort of getting generic football actions. Mm-hmm. Um, kids from the other team getting carted off left and right. Um, kill, kill, kill. <laughs> I, I would think the parents might be starting to get upset running onto the field going what what kind of game is this but maybe they're already infected who knows mm-hmm. um usher clotheslines a runner as the the coach tells him go on the field take his head off clotheslines him usher has the strongest arm in the world 
Um, cause this kid just goes right back. <laughs> like, it's not like, he's not going like red Rover. He doesn't have someone else. holding. No, it's just bam. Arm mm-hmm. takes his kid's mm-hmm. head off. Pyrotechnics go off. Crowds holding up signs to say, kill, kill, kill. After this hit, the bench clears. Everyone is so impressed with this hit. The whole team comes out and lifts Usher up like Rudy. The game does not seem to be over. <laughs> this is obviously a 15 yard penalty. Um, are the, targeting are, are the are the refs already in on it? I can't oh, yeah. understand the behavior otherwise. Maybe the coach had a meeting with them before the game, and you know the cops expected. definitely got to him in the the, the car stop. They, uh-huh. they got to everyone in the town, and this is the <laughs> the the refs are from their town. The team's uh-huh. from another town. It was, I mean, the refs were definitely uh, yeah. Looking back mm-hmm. on it, the refs had to be in on it. Uh, more pyrotechnics go off as the coach grins back towards the camera. Um, he could not be more pleased. He is happier than a pig and shit. Um, we pan to see bleachers on both sides of the fields as uh, Cleveland. He's as happy. He's not happier than a pig and shit. He's as happy as a cephalopod alien in a human body in a rainstorm <laughs> being sprinkled on his field. Yeah. Um, more pyrotechnics. Uh, we we pan the bleachers, see both sides of the field. The kids are like, the whole town is here. Tomorrow there won't be any humans left. And obviously at this point, they're still uh, thinking Principal Drake is the leader. So we get a nice little zoom in on Mrs. Olsen and Principal Drake as they make eye contact with the kids. And Principal Drake rushes off. I thought we, I thought there wasn't nearly enough uh, drama teacher in the second half. In the second half, because she was yeah. like one of the early sort of instigators. And I thought that she was going to be, I thought she was going to be the queen, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess she was just a red herring. Um, but from this scene, we saw where the money went. It's on these pyrotechnics. Cause <laughs> I, I've never seen a high school shoot off pyrotechnics for hits. It's not even like touchdowns. It's like yeah. all the time. It's constant yeah. pyrotechnics. So so that's okay. where all the money went. Um, nice. should, Probably like five grand. Five grand. In, do, in should the teachers fireworks? be aggrieved at this one spending on pyrotechnics? Um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> they have to do uh, boys and gals, guys and girls. Again. Well, they wanted to do uh, guys and dolls, but they have to use the set of Our Town. <sighs> Details Just, matter. Um, so moving on. Uh, to best of Wikipedia. actually a very rich text uh the wikipedia page for the faculty um it had a lot more to do with sort of like themes and interpretation um especially compared to she's the man which which did not delve too far into that um i will basically just read straight off wikipedia here um the film has been praised for its portrayal of teenage alienation especially within the high school environment and its system of cliques and social roles. In particular, the alien invasion through parasitized bodies has been recognized as functioning as a metaphor for those concepts. 
reflecting the fear of losing one's nascent individuality to a crowd. The alien queen encapsulates this by offering the heroes a world without alienation or differences in which everything that is both wonderful and awful about being a teenager is done away in favor of blind allegiance. I, I, I think that hits the nail on the head. Yeah, um, pretty good. And it's, it's, it's very apparent while you're watching it that it's really reaching for making a statement sort of about high school and mm-hmm. how being a high schooler is not that different than being an alien pod creature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty good. Good this, job, internet. I thought was maybe a little more out there, but I will read it nonetheless. Um, experts, quote unquote, also noted in the faculty a reinvention of the fear of female sexuality often found in the horror genre. Uh, the character of Mary Beth, the alien queen, is, quote, a complex imprecation of woman alien in power that acts beyond the role of femme fatale. She masquerades as a virginal, unassuming girl clad in floral dresses, but at the final battle, she reveals her true sexual threat, becoming nude by her alien transformation and turning confident and flirtatious. I think she's pretty confident and flirtatious throughout. I don't think that's a a change at the very end. Um, Yeah, not too, like... I mean, she's really going after Zeke from the very beginning. Um, and uh, emo girl too. Yeah, right. So I, I don't necessarily agree with this line, but uh, to go on, her <laughs> this is the best part. Her role as a threatening, castrating agent is underlined by the sharp teeth of her species, which evoke a vagina dentata in their association to water, the archaic womb-like female element. As oh, the God. monstrous mother of her race. She tries to seduce the heroes by offering them a symbolic return to the womb. Um. (laughs) As Sharon Packer and Jody Pennington, these are the experts, put it, the image on the screen is dual. We see the beautiful, young, naked Mary Beth strolling around looking for Casey in the shadow of the monstrous form in the walls. Mary Beth delivers a speech which ties the elements of the movie together. It is about the world she came from and its promises of paradise for lost, lonely humans trapped in high school hell. That is a lot to take. <laughs> do, you, do you agree with the castration fear? <laughs> um, I, I think that might have been a bit of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, good for them, but like, it's. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know the wet, wet embryonic fluid. I don't I, know. You can sort of see the pool as a sort of symbolic womb, like thing. Yeah, I guess I don't know. This I, is. I think this is not, too much. I'm not really a meta. It's a too much metaphor for me. Well, we're um, about to get even more. Okay. The character of Miss Burke. That's the, That's the drama? Jean Grey character. No, no. Oh, okay. All right, Jean Grey. Precedes Mary Beth in the same line, revealing her hidden sexuality only after being infected and turned into a monster. The scene of her... This is really reaching. Uh, the scene of her detached tentacled head in particular echoes the Freudian Medusa head. The monstrous feminine is therefore used in the film to reflect the teenage characters entering the adult world where they are forced to, quote, come to terms with female sexuality and overcome their fear of its monstrous aspects in order to become fully functioning adults. Casey, the male character closest to his softer feminine side, is the final hero of the film. Uh, what do you, what do you right. think about the Freudian Medusa? 
What? Oh, no. Okay. That's, they're going too much. They're doing too much. We need to get Robert Rodriguez on the phone and Kevin Williamson and figure out. Were you very influenced by Freud when you wrote the screenplay for the faculty? I, you know, this is just like everyone gets their, gets something different from art, I guess. And this is what they got from it. And they put it on the Wikipedia. We should report that. That's too much. You think it should be reported? So yeah, was, we should just go change it ourselves. There was just another... say, no, it's just a brain. It's just a head. <laughs> it's just an alien. Yeah, it's um, just an alien. There was another article that was repeatedly quoted on the Wikipedia. It is revisiting Robert Rodriguez, the faculty on Din of Geek uh, from Ooh. 2013, written by Aaliyah Widely. I thought that uh, the Wikipedia page gave her far too much credit for original thinking she, she all she really did was sort of point out the influences of the faculty and sort of compared mm. it to scream i guess suggesting that the faculty sort of meant to be a parody of the uh, body or science fiction thing which i don't necessarily think it is i think it's, quite, more, it's, it's a bit it's obviously a textual and sort yeah. of uses the genre to comment on high school but it in no way like scream is this like playful with its no. tropes and uh no but it definitely wears its its references on its sleeve i don't think we needed a, a din of geek article to point those out to us um, that's like that's some clickbait stuff i get that all the time like uh, yeah <laughs> like oh what, what's michael jordan doing today with his golf course like what's the what does gary payton think of the lakers losing in the finals to the pistons like what come on it's um, pretty straightforward. So a little bit lighter like, Wikipedia. Or what's the breakdown on the new Doctor Strange movie trailer? Nine you know? times James Bond was too much. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> final Wikipedia uh, nominated for three Teen Choice Awards. That's back to back multiple Teen Choice Award, award nominated movies on Dick's Picks. Um, yeah. Nominated for Breakout Star for Clea Duvall, which I don't necessarily think. I, th- I think if you're going to pick a breakout star, it's got to be Josh Hartnett. Or Elijah. We were, well, Elijah had already, he'd been in the, the Huck Finn movie. Like he had been in mm. stuff. I think this is like mm. Josh Hartnett's first or second movie. Um, he's also in H2O. Have you ever seen that? Is that the Halloween, the 20th anniversary? Yeah. yeah. I don't think I was allowed to see that. It's too scary. Uh, it's not bad. He plays... Uh, the son of uh, Jamie Lee Michael Curtis, Myers. No. Oh. Well, his okay. nephew, ostensibly. Mm-hmm. Okay, if, okay. if we are to believe uh, Halloween 2 and accept that as canon, um, mm-hmm. which is up for debate. Um, disgusting scene for Laura Harris. I think that's referring to uh, her uh, embracing the monstrous feminine, uh, where she. Oh, it's where, probably where she spits it out into Elijah Wood's face i think that's it it that's has to gotta be. be the most grossest thing and also nominated for best soundtrack yeah so transitioning into how 90s is the soundtrack uh I'll just give you a few tidbits off it obviously opens with the kids aren't all right by the offspring but also features oasis garbage yep. soul asylum cheryl yep. Crow, and creed yeah more creed Creed so how 90s time. is the soundtrack? I think the answer is 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. I think it could be 10 out of 10 if maybe it had a little sort of more boys to men, something like that. 
maybe some 90s R&B, but... I don't think there was any moment for... There wasn't anything like yeah, not romance. Necessarily, not necessarily romantic. Or, you know, just sort of... You know, like, I like the way you work it. Something like that. Sort of okay. 90s R&B. I think it Usher least, could have contributed something. He obviously... Like, I think it's not necessarily representative of the 90s in that it is, it is too adult contemporary rock oriented i think yeah. i think it needed to well that's just himself. that's kevin williamson's style <laughs> he's just an adult rock guy uh-huh. <laughs> so out of 10 how nine is it for you uh, nine it's a nine eight. <laughs> eight nine yeah um best of imdb trivia Uh, the drug test scene is a homage to the blood test in The Thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Clea Duvall Stokes is a lesbian actress playing a heterosexual girl pretending to be a lesbian. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jessica Alba auditioned for the role of Delilah Prophet. And Jordana Brewster got it over Jessica Alba? Oh, yeah. Man. I think Jordana been? Brewster is a better actor. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't think Jessica is very good. Um, there's questions of whether Jordana Brewster is very good, but as a as a pro, as a disciple of the Fast series, I would uh, I would take qualms with whoever would say that. Yeah, um, especially her outstanding contribution to the latest Fast Fast Nine. Um, Principal Drake gets her name from the Drake Equation, which is used to estimate how much intelligent life there is in the universe. Oh, about that. That's okay. Mary Beth always introduces herself by her full name. What's her last name? I don't know. <laughs> then, then it's not her full name, is it? Uh, Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson. Does she actually okay. say that every time, or is this just I IMDb don't think so. <laughs> that might just be IMDb. Not to my memory. So the next one for me is so representative of IMDb trivia. It's just chef's guess. Um, Mary Beth says she came from she says she came from Atlanta and speaks with a southern accent. In real life, Laura Harris is actually Canadian. Oh. <laughs> Actors play roles and use different voices. It's wow. amazing. <laughs> wow. Um Zeke is the only character not infected, according to IMD trivia. Is that true? Well, Elijah wasn't inf- infected either. Well, he is at the very end. I don't think it takes though. Doesn't take okay, fine. All right, I'll t- yeah. All right, uh, finally, best quote. Do you have any nominees? All right, uh, it's long, <laughs> it's uh, it's from the quarterback explaining to Stokely Stoker. Uh, I quit the team, I was just tired of everyone kissing my ass because I'm captain of the football team, you know, the coach, the students, the teachers. Last year, after we won 2A conference, I made a D on a biology test right after, and Mr. Farlong turned it into an A. He said, I deserve it for having a strong arm. That really bugged me, you know. I worked hard for that D. That was my D. I deserved that D. <laughs> I thought Which, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For him, he was like, I, if I had done it, I would have gotten an F. Yeah, right? <laughs> Um, Bio's hard, so maybe I'm giving him too much grief. I don't know. I mean, it didn't seem like a very academically rigorous school. 
No. Um, uh, mine, I have first nomination for me, Stokely. I'm not putting that drug up my nose. It is so 80s. Uh, Casey, we mentioned this before. I don't think a person should run unless they are being chased. Yeah. I, it seems like in the 90s, people were very resistant to exercise. How about, how about uh, this? Uh, someone bumps into someone else uh, and they say, <laughs> get a fucking eye dog. And the other person says, maybe if you didn't paint your eyes shut. Oh, that's uh, that's Stan and Stokely, isn't it? Stan and Stokely, yeah. That's like before they got all lovey-dovey. Mm-hmm. Um, Zeke, I thought this was excellent. The line delivery was also fantastic. This is when they're doing the test. Uh, someone's like, what's wrong with them, Zeke? Nothing's wrong with him. He's tweaking, you asshole. Let him fucking yeah. tweak. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't mess with his tweak. Uh-huh. Um, I thought this was great. Uh, Stan to Delilah. I guess this is the next day. Uh, she must have said something about him being different. Like, oh, how do I know you're not an alien? You quit the football team. And he goes, I'm not an alien. I'm discontent. Also, we know <laughs> she's an alien because she's wearing glasses because contacts dry mm-hmm. your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is also in the test scene, which is one of the standout sort of scenes of the movie. Um, when they're saying like, oh, you guys need to take it. Um, Mary Beth says, I'm allergic. Delilah, yeah, and I'm Portuguese. Who cares? That got a big laugh in the scene because all the people tweaking thought that was like the funniest thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say like in the theater when I watched it. <laughs> no. I was like... <laughs> by myself it killed yeah yeah <laughs> it killed my viewing audience well that that is all i have do you have yeah. any any final notes any, no uh, i think uh I any think, valedictory you know, phrases i think we need to check in on summer phoenix and john abraham see what they did next because uh, i'm sure they had some real hits afterwards i think uh summer phoenix is married to giovanni Rabisi. Okay, that's I, I, that's no research. That's just I know him from Gone in sixty seconds. I think uh, he's also in that. Selma. Okay, okay, which was on TCM the other day. Um, really, that's a recent movie for a classic. <laughs> well, you know, it's Black History Month. Um, uh-huh. Let uh, me also the when Jean Grey's uh, goes looking for body goes looking for her head. It was just funny. Kind of reminded me of the Ghosts BBC show. Good show. Well, that was that was a, a fairly obvious the thing reference. Yeah. Um, so we've done two dicks picks. Uh-huh. Time that means for a Carter's pick. Okay. I, I will announce right now the movie is available to watch on YouTube. YouTube. Uh-huh. Uh huh. For free? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, okay. I thought it was on Amazon Prime, but apparently you need to rent it on Amazon Prime. But on YouTube, it is free if you is cannot find any other camcorder. No, it is camcorder? the Manchurian candidate from 1962. Oh my god. Starring Frank Sinatra. You don't want to do the one with Denzel? No. Okay. <laughs> that would be more of a dick stick. I mean, I haven't seen either, but it is Black History Month, and you you choose. Well, it will not be for March. 
You're right. You're right. Okay. I'm ready. I'll give it a, I'll give it a whirl. I'm sure it's going to really, I think you will be pleasantly surprised by how good it is. Ready. Getting my rosebuds ready. Rosebud. (laughs) Is that this? That's what that's citizen Kane. Same thing. The other, the other, (laughs) the other option is black Sunday, which is available on prime video. Now we're doing but, this Manchurian candidate. But I think Manchurian candidate is the way to go. I think you're gonna be shocked at how good of a movie it is. Let's um, get political. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's get cold <laughs> war. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm excited. February, Dick's Fix, season two. Yeah. The faculty. Uh-huh. In your ears. Thank you for listening. Thank uh, you. <laughs> we'll be back next month with the Manchurian candidate. Flopping and flopping and Carter's pick and it's cheering and cheering and cheering. There we go. The faculty. 10 out of 10. A plus. Two thumbs up. See ya. See ya.